I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant. Welcome to the Little Z's Sleep Podcast. You guys, in our life, we all have to sleep and we all have to eat. And today, this episode converges both of the things I love, eating and sleeping into one. I have Jess, the owner and founder of CookSmarts. We love the CookSmarts meal planning service. This is a zero sponsored podcast. They are not asking me to talk about this. I literally just reached out and said, Jess, I've been through so many meal planning services. This one eliminates the stress. And as someone who wants to help create happy, healthy, well-rested families, I believe that a meal planning service fits right in there. And so I am excited to tell you guys all about CookSmarts today. If you're interested, you can click the link below. Check out all the links we talk about. This is an affiliate link, but this was not a sponsored podcast. So I do want to let you guys know that. Enjoy this episode with Jess of CookSmarts. All right, Jess, I am happy to have you here. We've been touching base on Instagram, back and forth and back and forth. And recently, the reason my wheels got turning about having you on the podcast was when we talked about like the non-traditional baby registry. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I want to just lay that out there that what does a meal planning service have to do with a sleep training podcast? Honestly, I think it has a lot to do with creating a happy, healthy, well-rested family. And that's really, that's my theme. I want every guest to be able to filter into, do you help create happy, healthy, well-rested families? And obviously you do. So welcome. I'm so happy to have you. Thanks, Becca. I'm so happy to be here and talk about meal planning and also about sleep as well, because I've been through a lot of sleep issues as a mom of three. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, um, introduce us to you and your family, where you guys live, all that good stuff. Sure. So I'm, again, I'm Jess Dang and I'm the founder of CookSmarts, mom of three. My kids right now are five years old, uh, three and a half years old and one and a half years old. So they're very close in age. And so we, we've not, I have not gone a lot of sleep over the last five years as a result. Um, but I started CookSmarts in 2012. I left my corporate job at the age of 30 and just decided that I really wanted to focus on food and helping people just like live a healthier life and learn how to cook. Um, but if, you know, my start wasn't like super straightforward. It actually goes back to when I was 17. Um, it was kind of a crazy thing that happened to me where I was giving blood at a high school blood drive. And I was told that they couldn't accept my blood because it tested positive for the hepatitis C virus. And I was 17 at the time as a senior in high school it was a total surprise to me. I was like, what is this virus? Like what is happening? And it just led to like, you know, subsequent, like a lots of doctor, doctor visits and tests and everything. And each one came back with like, not so good news. Um, so at that time, like it's a virus that attacks your liver. And at that time, like not a lot was known about it and there weren't a lot of treatment options. And so basically I was told by the doctors, like kind of, you know, your options are to basically go on like a chemotherapy like treatment. So after my diagnosis, I waited a year and then I wanted this treatment for a year. And it was like, it was really rough. It was after my freshman year of college and it, I, you know, I was very fatigued, lost hair, was depressed and just kind of going through like an existential crisis in effect. Um, but it was, everything kind of worked out for me. The treatment worked. And I was told that like, you know, you likely are going to lead like a really normal, healthy life, but I was, you know, 19 at the time and just thinking like, I don't believe this. Like, this is like totally just like shaking my belief in the world and my life. And so I kind of made a promise to myself in the back of my head, like, okay, like if I live to the age of 30, I'm going to like do something to help other people live like a healthier life. 
And so every, you know, my, I, you know, graduated college, got a corporate job um, and just like tried to like live a normal life. But in, I always did something with food on the side because, because I really loved eating. I loved cooking. Um, so I started a catering company. I was a finalist on season two of the next food network star. So food was just always a part of my life. And yeah, then I, I made it to 30 and I was like, I really want food to be like the primary thing that I do. And I really, I want it to be the thing that I bring to other people, like the ease of making food and just really showing people like that cooking doesn't have to be that complicated. And so, yeah, it, that quit my job at 30 and started cook smarts and have not looked back since. That is awesome. And I mean, I, I think that most everyone that I've ever talked to on this podcast had some type of obviously crisis that launched them into whatever they're doing now. That's the start of ours was I woke up with a baby under my covers and that scared the crap out of me. So that's not happening anymore. Right. So we kind of all have this like rock bottom time and I'm, I'm thankful for obviously uh, what that did for me. And it's crazy. Just reflect back on that because we all started with something very similar, right? Something very um, very similar to that, but yeah, I, I what I I want to kind of chat through. Um, obviously, you kind of gave us that brainchild of CookSmart. How how would you describe CookSmart? Someone who's listening is like, okay, yeah, meal planning, yada yada. What sets CookSmart apart that's different than other meal planning services? Yeah, so there are lots of meal planning services out there, but I think ours is really different in the sense that we come at come at it with a perspective of education. Like, so originally my mission with CookSmart was to teach people how to cook, and it just I you know I went in when I started like not really knowing what the product was going to be, and so I started teaching cooking lessons and spending time with a lot of moms. And at that time, I was not a mom yet, but just seeing like how stressed out they were and how little time they had and how like nobody was given like the the basic skills of cooking or how to use a knife or how to chop an onion, these things that we do all the time, but don't have like a foundation for how to do it. And so I thought like, you know, these ladies do not have the time to do an online cooking course, but they are having to cook dinner anyway. So why don't I build a meal plan service that has an educational component to it? And so our hope is like, while you're cooking dinner, you're also getting like a mini cooking lesson. Like you're learning how to chop an onion properly or how to like actually wrestle with the butternut squash. If you want to, if you want to do that, like I all for frozen butternut squash and buying it pre-chopped, but we really thought about like, what are the skills that people have to do day, you know, over and over again, like, and how can we really teach them how to do it so that they feel more confident in the kitchen. And that at the end of the day, like cooking dinner doesn't become like a huge, you know, just like (laughs) another Mm -hmm. source of stress in your life, because it's something you actually feel like, you know, what you're doing in the kitchen and you save time and you build confidence as a result. Oh, for sure. Well, I feel like I can speak as a pro in meal planning services because I've dabbled in a lot of them. <laughs> oh, that's so great. There's, there's so many. It's so, I think it's great because like, it's good to just try them all out because like, not everyone is going to work for you. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We definitely did the whole HelloFresh bandwagon. We were like hardcore on plated um, for o- over a year and that was wonderful. And then they closed and we're like, what are we going to do? <laughs> and then I kind of dabbled in um, emails a little bit, but that was not a style for me, because what I, what I, I want to reiterate about what you just said is there's more to it than just, okay, let's get your meal set for the week. What kind of style of food do you want to have? You know, are you going to do this? Is what I really love about what you've put into your meal plans is yes, there's the education piece, but also 
there's the reusing, the beauty of reusing the food throughout the week, which yeah. is so smart. And I've, I've never seen that in a meal planning service. So tell, that's probably something that is the number one driving factor for many parents out there who are like, yes, I want CookSmart because it does that. So would you explain a little bit more about your um, process of having meals that reuse ingredients? Oh, yes, of course. I love, I love thinking about meal planning. Like our team is just obsessed with meal planning. We're such nerds and we really love to do that so that other people don't have to. And so when we think, when we're thinking through a whole week's menu, we try to be like holistic about it in the sense that we're not looking, we're not picking separate recipes. We first of all, we do create all of the content ourselves. All of our recipes are created by our, you know, recipe team. Um, but we think about like how do we save you time and how do we make sure you optimize for food waste? So if you're gonna buy, you know, a bunch of like one bunch of cilantro, we try to use that bunch throughout several meals so that you you use it up at the end of the week. Or we just had um recently on a menu a moho pork. So you made whenever you're making like a big batch of like meat, like slow cooked meats, like you don't want to make it just for one meal. You want to double it. So that you have some for another meal or maybe some for freezing. And so in this case, you know, in the first meal, you had that pork as like a, a, a grain bowl. And then we served it again, the leftovers in taquitos, which was so fun, something we've never done before. And just so we really are always thinking about how do we optimize for your time and your budget. And then one of the things that we have that I think is really helpful for parents is we have weekend prep or just a prep list for those that like are want to get ahead, whether it's during baby's nap time on, you know, on daily or on the weekends. Um, you can easily just see like, these are my meals for the week. And these are all the things that I can do ahead of time so that when six o'clock rolls around, you're not super stressed because you have a baby like clinging to your leg and you haven't figured out like what you're making. And, you know, you have a couple of steps, you, hopefully you can be a couple of steps ahead of the game so that dinner, you know, can be on the table within a reasonable amount of time and with not without too much stress. Oh yeah. No, the, all of the recipes we made have been very, very, uh, straightforward. You make it great. We're good. We actually made, um, we had a friend's giving this past weekend. So I made the, the Thanksgiving stuffing, but I couldn't find challah bread. So I just, you know, did a different kind, which you were very, you know, in that, like, I'll use any kind of bread you can find, but it was delicious. And it was so easy to make. And I had never made stuffing by myself before. <laughs> Really? Well, that's a, now you have that in your Thanksgiving repertoire. That's so exciting. Yes, it was delicious. Um, but okay. All right. So there's two things I want to ask you about. One, you make a point about making this prep list, right? For your ingredients and for your meals. Can you talk to us about getting our children involved? And I'd love to hear what you guys do. Are your kids involved in any prep and any cooking? And how did you start that with them? Yeah. So my kids, you know, we have an open layout house. So like they, they see me in the kitchen all the time and I don't actually, I don't make it like a chore, right? If they see me cooking and they're excited to like join in, I, I definitely invite them in, but I don't really set aside time to be like, today we are going to be chopping cauliflower together. So really, I think it becomes something that is low pressure for them where they, they see it and it looks fun to them for and that they're in the mood to do, they'll come and join me. So I think like, you know, the, when your kids get older, you can be, you know, you can be prepping in front of them. Whereas I think when they're younger, a lot of times you want to do that while they're sleeping because they're not the most helpful at that time and can be, you know, actually a hindrance in you getting, getting what you need done. But yeah, at this time, I think like, I just, whether your kids are just sitting at the countertop eating a snack, like use that time to like 
do some prep and be chatting with them because they'll just see you doing it. And kids are just so naturally curious that they likely will want to get involved. And my kids just love tools, right? Like, I don't know about yours, but like we have special knives for them, but they're at the point where they've actually have outgrown um, these like plastic kids knives that we have. Their, uh, the brand is Curious Chef. You can get them on Amazon. Um, but we they've actually upgraded now to just like the, the steak knives. And yeah. so, you know, it's been really fun to see them grow in the kitchen and improve their fine motor skills. But I just think it's like the food is, you know, they should not be exposed to food only when they're eating, right? Like they should also see some of the preparation process. And most kids will just naturally want to help with some things. And I, I always like to reserve a couple things that like are, can be easy. So we think about your vegetables that are soft and easy to chop. Those are great starter vegetables for most kids to start chopping with. Like I wouldn't start them with a carrot, but you know, like something like zucchini, even cucumbers, like those are great, easy things for them to chop. And like most kids love eating fruit. So if you're a little bit worried about vegetables, like, you know, get them involved in like slicing a strawberry or raspberries or something like that. Um, those are just like easy entry level, entry level things that kids can get started with. Oh yeah. That's a great point. And I like, um, I'll link those knives. I've heard, I've heard about those, the curious mm -hmm. chef knives, they spiked prices last year. I feel like it was, no, I'm sorry. It was earlier this spring when it was oh, Hattie. Movie. Hattie is my helper. She's four. She'll help with everything and anything that we're doing. So somebody on Instagram was like, Oh, check out the curious chef line of knives or something. And I screenshot it to her. I was like, are they normally a hundred dollars? <laughs> she was like, no. <laughs> so no I think, this, yeah, I think this year people got in the kitchen more. And I mm -hmm. honestly think it was the demand. <laughs> Oh my God. They're normally like $12.99 or something. I had no idea. Yeah. That's crazy. It was like this little set for like $99. I was like, what? I'm not buying, I, I'm going to buy a better knife for myself. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, even at four, so my, my, like my middle who's three and a half, he, he uses a steak knife. So I think so much of like, so much of parenting is just like, you know, yes, there are guidelines for like, this is around the age a child can do this. But if you know, you know, your child best, you see them, how, you know, how coordinated they are, how not coordinated they are. So like, I think your each parent just has to be, you know, the, is the best judgment for like when a child is ready to do a certain skill. Oh yeah. I actually got these little spreader knives at the grocery store that were like 50 cents. Mm -hmm. And that's what they chop their bananas with for their cereal. And like perfect. all that, it's like, Oh, great. Perfect. Yes. And I love that they, our girls are four and six. So they're taking they really do take ownership of what they're doing. Like they love getting their breakfast ready. They like love that they can do that themselves. And it's so fun to see them like learn how to do that. I granted need to do a better job of getting them involved in the dinner time because most of the time I'm like, you go play and this is yes. my time. <laughs> yes. But it is true. I want them to see the process and that's important. So yeah, it's a good reminder. Yeah. There are so many, like a lot of times we save like salad for our kids to just do, you know, to chop some tomatoes and cucumbers. So they're part of it a little bit. Um, and of course, like things like, you know, setting the table, getting water for everyone. Those are just great ways for kids to get involved. And like, just like discussion of food over the dinner table, you know, like what went into it. And like, we, we let our kids be critics mainly because like, we can't stop them. They'll tell me like, I don't like this, you know? So I find that, that yeah, they're, they're more than excited to tell me when they do not their opinion on any, anything that I cook. Yeah. Well, let me actually ask you about that. So a lot, you posted this on Instagram the other day and what I appreciate a lot about your meals is they're not like chicken tenders, uh, lasagna, like they are 
curious and inventive foods, like you were talking about the taquitos, or um, you have a lot of Asian inspired meals, which we really like to try. And I, that's what I'm, I'm really excited about in our meal every week. It's like, I literally have no idea what kind of menu it's going to be. <laughs> I could never yeah. guess um, because it's also different and unique. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't know if our girls would eat that. But then I'm like, stop already labeling what they may or may not like. Yeah. Yeah. Kids are so, I mean, they are unpredictable and, you know, and curious at the same time and also very stubborn. So like, you just don't know what they are going to feel that day. And, you know, one of the things I love most from hearing from our member community is that, you know, my kid tried X and I never thought they would, or, you know, one of the surprise ingredients for a lot of people are mussels. We don't do mussels a lot. It's not like, you know, something you're going to see every week. We might do them twice a year, but everyone is really surprised when they say, my three-year-old ate mussels and I never thought they would, but it's like, they're curious. They like the tactile, like sensation of getting to like unshell something. And it's like, they don't have the preconceived notion that mussels is like to more, like a more exotic food. It's not chicken, you know, like, so I think sometimes we have to, you know, you, we use, we need to use that to our advantage that they don't have a lot of preconceived notions, but, um, I think the earlier you start them on a wide variety of things, the easier it's going to be. Because like, I think if you, if we, I guess if we get in the notion of like certain, certain foods are kids foods and certain foods are adult foods, like it's really hard to break that and break them out of that. Um, and so I was just actually on an, I like a IG live with a, a, a solid starts, which does, you know, b- uh, introducing people to baby foods. And one of the things I said was like, we just, you know, the earlier you introduce folks to the earlier you introduce kids to a wide variety of things and like, just think about meal planning, like what, what would you like to eat? So if you are enjoying the foods, like your kids will see that. And if you yourself are eating a lot of a wide variety of things, like you don't have to worry so much about like, am I introducing my kid to enough, you know, like to all the foods that they need to be, because so long as you're doing it, then, you know, they'll follow suit. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. There's an, I feel like there's this new movement, which is cool, but I think it would have been, I would have never done it. Um, one of my team members did this thing where it was like, you know, your baby's 100 first foods. And that was like, Oh my gosh, that's too much for me. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't need to like go through a list of 100 foods to try. Some people oh, do, nice. some people like that, wow. but the way that I want to be able to just envision food is like, I, I always want it to be fun. I don't yeah. want to feel like something that like, I do want to expose them to things, um, you know, and, and things like that. But I sometimes think that there's too much pressure on parents yes. to do too much with their yeah. menus and their foods and their checklists and their preparation. And yeah. Yes. Cause then that stresses you out and your kids can feel it, right? It's like, if you've spent all this time preparing one of the foods off the list and, you know, and then they don't like it, you're, you can't help but be disappointed. So I just say like, cook what you like anyways. And if they don't like it, then that's fine. And then try again the next day, you know, like I, yeah, I think like, the more we care, let, basically the more we show that we don't care about it, the, the more open they are, you know, kids can sense like when you're desperate. They can, they can. Ellie, my oldest Ellie said the other day, just out of the blue, Hey mom, can we cook some shrimp? I really want to try shrimp. Now she's had shrimp before she was born in Louisiana. Like she's had shrimp, (laughs) but like she just couldn't remember. So we went to my mom's house and uh, my mom makes really good seafood gumbo. So she made seafood gumbo. And, but I was like, Hey, and this was me. I said, mom, take some shrimp on the side, like before you toss it in the gumbo. Cause I doubt she'll eat the gumbo. So just like saute some shrimp and butter. Well, guess what shrimp she liked? 
The one in the gumbo, not gumbo. the one like in the butter. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's like, what? Oh my gosh. So you just don't know. Yes. It's so great when our kids surprise us and like just defy our expectations, you know, oh. in, in, in a good way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, well, I wanted you to kind of share, because uh, again, the whole premise that we were talking about was um, this idea of helping families create happy, healthy families. Um, and I think part of that happiness is just that it's stress-free, you know, cooking should not be something that's like a burden. It may be for some people, but you've definitely helped us with cook smart, get our like bearings and that we know that it's not going to be stress because I hate meal planning because it's too overwhelming. I'm not going to go to Pinterest. That's too crazy, but I can many options, too many options, but you know, what's funny. I'm just going to confess this to you. I actually don't use the meals that you have up there. I love scrolling through your like library. Just being like, let's try this. Let's try that. Yeah. That's so, all. That's what it's there for. You know, yeah, some yeah. people, you go off script, you do whatever you like that makes sense for you that week. Right. Yeah. I know. It's funny because we just kind of take what you have and then do what we want with it. But it's, I know I have, I have great options and they're, they're balanced and all that good stuff. So I love it, but okay. I wanted to kind of chat about your best tips, strategies. Cause I suck at this. I need some help meal prepping. No matter if you tell me how to prep, I'm just going to like, Oh, it's too much time. So walk me through like, okay, give me some encouragement. Why should I meal prep? What are some tips I should follow? Yeah. So tell, Oh, I want to hear more about like, since you do not meal prep, like what is your dinner routine like then? Okay. So confession also Chad mostly <laughs> cooks, not me. <laughs> Well, we switched. Yeah. He is a recipe person. I am not like the way my mom like was raised us was like, Oh, just kind of like try this and try that. Well, what I realized, especially as we grew little Z's was I did not have the mental capacity to be like, great. I'm going to run a business now. Oh shoot. What am I having for dinner? (laughs) Like, ah, it was so stressful. And so that's when we turned to HelloFresh and plated, which actually was more expensive than I ever wanted it to be. It really is. You know, you try to justify it, but it's expensive. And so anyways, once we switched to getting recipe cards, I was like, oh, this is too many instructions. And Chad like thrived in it. So whenever we get a recipe from CookSmart, we'll look at it and we'll, we'll like read all your prep stuff, but we do it the moment we're cooking. Mm-hmm. So like when I was making the stuffing the other day, I didn't look at the other Thanksgiving recipes, but I was like, oh, cool. I could have toasted this bread five days ago. You know, like that would have been good. (laughs) No, that's, I mean, I think you, it sounds like you have something that works for you. Like, and first of all, like delegate, like that to me is like a very good skill that every mom needs to do more of, right? Like we need to figure out like that. We need to just realize we cannot do everything and that like sometimes our partner can do it and they might do it differently, but it's, it'll get done, you know? (laughs) So that is great. And I really love that. Like you're able to just hand this off. And we hear, we've been hearing that from a lot of people, like because during the pandemic, because partners are having to do more, you know, spouses have to just, there's more shared responsibility because everyone's home and they're like, yeah, it's so nice to be like, just go to this URL and then figure it out yourself. You know, like there are videos, if you don't know how to do this. Um, but to me, so like meal prepping is just like any, any, like building any habit, right? Like we, we all know that there are good habits that we want and then there are bad habits we want to get rid of. And so to me, it's like any sort of habit revolves, like it has to be something that you want to do. And like, you realize that like at the, after you do it, you feel good about it. So I really think about like, what, 
what can you do if, if you, if you don't like, like meal prepping, is not sexy. You're standing over a cutting board and like chopping things. Like it's not, but what I like to do is I like to make it me time in the sense that like, I will watch, I will listen to a podcast that I'm really excited about that. Like it has nothing to do with like learning about business or anything. It's just like totally like entertainment. And so like, if I, that's kind of my reward during the, during the task. Right. And, and then right after I do it, I, just the satisfaction of seeing everything like in your fridge, right? Like take a picture of that and just smile and just hold on to that, you know, because I think like we want like a visual reminder of like what we've done and like how it makes us feel. And like, so I think like just those small little cues that you can make for yourself or that like it's the prompt of like, you know, you know, the podcast or even a, a TV show you've watched a million times and just having in the background. So there's like something keeping you company, you know, I think helps with building the habit um, and then just carving out the time. So if you can, if you're the one that's going to be responsible for meal prep, like my husband will take the kids out to the you know, a playground during that time. So it's like, I have the house to myself for like an hour and it's totally like, it's, it's, it's actually quite relaxing because there's nothing like there's nobody screaming at me in the background. Right. So like just create the environment that is going to make it so that you are going to want to do it and, and make it easier for yourself. And in terms of just like all the reasons that people need, it's like, it's so much more efficient in the sense that like you can get out your cutting board once and your salad spinner once, hopefully for the week, you know, maybe, maybe you'll have to get your cutting board again, but like, there's a lot of things you can do kind of batch them together. That'll just save you so much time. Um, and I always think of like, whether, it's meal prepping or meal planning. It's like a, to me, a form of self-care because I know like it, like it's doing my future self a favor because that means like the future me doesn't have to be as stressed. I can like, when I pick up my kids and we get home from, you know, from preschool and daycare, we have a little bit of time to relax before like I have to jump into dinner and just knowing that like, that's the reward of this hour of meal prep helps me kind of get into the, that zone that I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. Yes. Oh, that makes total sense. And while you were saying that we did a podcast series, I think back in the spring on parents who did bedtime by themselves, either they don't have a partner or their partner works nights, things like that. Mm. And every, what I found so fascinating, every single one of, there was like six or seven of them all from all around the United States and one in, in Canada, they all meal prepped like all of them. <laughs> you have and, to. Yeah. yeah. They were like, look, I just can't, I can't have like me and the baby and get dinner and do all of this. So during nap time, they would get, they would like chop their veggies and get everything ready. And I was so like, it just was a crazy connection for me that like they all did this. And, um, I, I definitely see from what you're saying that that's something that I find there is that amount of stress before you start cooking, like, Oh, Got to do the roundup. Got to figure out where all my ingredients are. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, if you have a couple things done, you're so much more likely to make the meal. Whereas if you don't, I can, it's so much easier to be like, well, maybe tonight I'll do takeout, you know? Cause like, if you've started, like you still have like so much ground to cover, it is so much easier to make the excuse, but like, you're like, oh, I've already chopped like the onions and the carrots. Like, I don't want them to go to waste. Um, so another time besides like, you know, nap time, if you have younger kids that are going to bed pretty early, like after they go to bed, it could be a good time. So like, I would just not clean the kitchen up you know, during for after dinner, but get the kids to bed and then do a little bit of what you need to meal prep for the next day and then clean the kitchen up after they go to sleep. So that's another, you know, another sleep window you could use to do a little bit of meal prep. Oh yeah, for sure. And now that it's like, 
winter time. I love that time of night. Like I love when it's like dark and I can like pop some music on and yeah. have some wine and chop my veggies. There we go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> have a date with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. Okay. I have a bonus question then. Cause you said a second ago, very casually a salad spinner. I want to know, <laughs> I don't have a salad spinner. My grandma had one. I thought it was the coolest thing. And oh, then- I'm sending you one. <laughs> I've always wanted one, but I don't know why I just don't have one, but I want to know, like, what are your top kitchen tools that make your life easier? Oh my, so I, I love my salad spinner. I use it almost every day. I mean, we, I, we, like we use it for all of our vegetables, like not just salads or like not just greens, salad greens. And so like when I chop broccoli, I will use it, you know, I'll pour, I'll put the broccoli in there and and spin it dry. And that works really well to spin it dry because if you're roasting it or something, then it is like, you know, it's most of the moisture is out. And then when you put, you coat it with oil and everything, you get it to like actually roast versus steam. Um, so like, yeah, salad spinner is not just for salad greens, use it for everything. We use it for herbs. Um, and I also even use the colander part. You're probably, you're probably not supposed to do this, but I do this anyways, the colander part to like drain pasta. So if like, I've already like, if it's already out that I don't want to get another colander out when I'm draining pasta or draining something, I will just, just take that part out and use it. And so, yeah, I love my salad spinner. Um, I really, really love my air fryer. I don't know if you, I'm obsessed with my air fryer and I'm on like a, this, like become an air fryer evangelist. And the reason I really love it is because it's so efficient. It like doesn't re- involve like preheating, whereas the oven needs preheating. So I basically like the air fryer um, has replaced my oven usage when it comes to vegetables at least. And so like as a, as a busy parent, like you could take a bag of frozen broccoli or frozen frozen cauliflower or, you know, frozen butternut squash, dump it into the air fryer and it'll be like caramelized and crisp with like, you know, under 15 minutes. And you don't have to like with the oven, like whenever you put a sheet pan in and you, you have to like take the sheet pan out and toss it around. And like, if you're like one handed with like a baby in one hand, like it's hard to do that. Right. So like with the air fryer, you just take the handle out and just shake the basket and you know, you're, you're, you're off. So I really like, I'm just obsessed with my air fryer and it's a great like meal prep thing. So like, if you, like, if you're not using like a meal plan service and you just want to get a couple of things like a couple of vegetables prepped, uh, you know, on a Sunday, that's a really great thing to do. Cause you can just like do, you know, do a basket of broccoli, do a basket of cauliflower, and then just put that in the fridge and that you can have that for like finger foods for, for, a, for a child or throw them into grain bowls or other things throughout the week. And then my third tool, I would say maybe like my food processor. Cause again, like it's like a really, like we make sauces and stuff in it, but I don't think people realize it's like actually a great prep tool for like grating cheeses. And uh, people don't really even realize that there's like this whole grater attachment, but there is, you can mm-hmm. use it as a great, you know, to grate things. And so, yeah, we, uh, the, I, I, I'm all about shortcuts, but the one shortcut I usually don't take is buying like the pre-shredded cheeses. Cause I'm, I'm like, I'm a bit of a cheese snob in the sense that like, I want my cheese to be like super melty and the pre-shredded cheeses are all so convenient. They have, um, I forget what it's called, but they have to have some sort of uh, like separator in them that makes them not melt 
kind of like in that oozy way you get. And so that's, I, I, I still believe in like buying like the blocks of Costco cheese and shredding them all at once, grating them all at once in my, in my food processor. And then I put them away in the freezer. I'm going to say one more tool, the freezer, the freezer should be a tool that every parent uses. I think like in your twenties, you're like, your freezer is like thing for like putting vodka and like frozen pizzas in. But like when you become a parent, it just becomes like a magical, like machine of like holding all these things that you've prepped or like, if you are doing baby foods and stuff, like, you know, components of frozen dinners or frozen dinners or shortcut meals that you've bought that, you know, like from that are microwavable, whatever they are, but like your freezer is just like such an amazing thing of you. And if you stock it correctly, like it really can, it just provides you with so much mileage on any, on any given night. And then on your freezer, I have to say like, everyone should have, get a whiteboard for their freezer and then inventory what's in your freezer. So that like, you always know what's in there. Like my freezer is a total mess. Like it's like you open and you're like, what the heck is going on in here? But because I have the whiteboard, like I always know what's in there. And then, so when I put something in, I put it on the whiteboard and when I take it out and it's like, you know, all cleared out, then I erase it. So I just always know. And it's kind of my first place to go to when I, when I do my own meal planning. Oh yeah. Oh, I love that. Yes. We have, um, we have a paper on our freezers. We have paper, not a whiteboard, which I'm like, I should do that. Um, (laughs) getting so many great tips, but yeah, that's part of the reason why I don't always use the exact plan from CookSmart is because I'm like, Oh, I know I have like a pork loin. So let me just go over to CookSmart and type in pork real quick. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But I I love that. And there's so many, I, I found you have the whole like air fryer category under CookSmart stuff or like slow cooker and all these kinds of things. So honestly, I'm discovering new parts of CookSmart every day. Um, but for us, it really has, like you've said, like it actually does take that stress out of figuring out what are we going to eat this week? Um, or the week after that, and the week after that. And I'm so excited about it. So, all right, we will obviously put all the links below, but talk to us about how we can get started on CookSmart. How much does this cost? All that stuff. Sure. So it's very easy to get a trial. Just go to cooksmarts.com. It is cooksmarts with an S. If you go to cooksmart.com, you will find a very different site. <laughs> so make sure you put the S in there. And we have a 14-day trial. Um, and then after the trial's over, it's $14.99 a month, uh, or you can pay annually and save 50%. So it's one of the things you can, you, still, you have two weeks to try it before you can decide like whether you want to commit to the year or just do it month by month. And to me, it's one of those things where it's like, it does sound like, why would I pay for recipes? But I always tell people like our time is so valuable, like, especially as parents. And like, we just take so much of the decision-making out of things. And so many members are say like, I save like the annual costs, you know, within on my groceries, just in like the first couple of weeks of using it. So we really try to help you reduce food waste. And that kind of like not, you know, the, when you're strolling around the grocery store without a list, like we all know we've all been there and we've all put things in our cart that we had no idea what we were going to do with. And then had to toss later on. So we're really trying to save you from a lot of that. Oh yeah. I resonated with the throwing your whole batch of cilantro out. Cause you used it on one taco and that's all. And I'm like, there goes an almost a dollar <laughs> just like yeah. on one taco, but I, I love it. Well, we will absolutely put all the links below so people can check it out and check you out on Instagram. That's just cook smarts, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Awesome. Um, so we'll share that as well. Cause I love also getting behind the scenes of what you guys do and your family and all that good stuff. Um, oh, but thank you, Becca. Thank you for joining me today. This was so much fun. Thank you guys so much for joining me today on the podcast. And don't forget to head on over to littlezsleep.com to check out our YouTube blog, free resources, all the things, and scroll down in the show notes if you want to check out Cook Smarts for yourself. Sweet dreams. See you next time.